Welcome to the second episode of Neurodiverse Love, a podcast with Mona and Olga. Welcome back. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the things we talked about last week. And for those that are new, I was in a 30-year marriage with a man who was undiagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. And Olga... I was in a relationship for almost a year with a person that I thought was in the spectrum also. And so we have shared a lot over the years. And the reason that we are so excited to be doing this podcast is we know that there are a lot of women that are in similar situations. And I had many years of marriage where I knew something was a little bit different at times, but didn't know what was going on until my dear friend Olga started dating somebody who she said was a little bit different. And as we talked, we realized that uh, the men we were with had a lot in common. So I'm going to share a little bit about the first or second date. I don't remember which because it was 1985. And my boyfriend at the time came to pick me up. I was living at home. He knocked on the front door of my parents' house. And when I opened the door and let him in, he was wearing a purple tuxedo shirt a white bow tie, and a purple and white striped unstructured jacket. So this was 1985, and Miami Vice was one of the biggest hit shows um, on TV. And we lived in South Florida. He lived in the Miami area. And he was wearing probably white pants and white shoes and silver jewelry. I forgot about that. He had a beautiful crucifix that he wore. And I happen to be Jewish, so my mother really loved that necklace. (laughs) (laughs) It was a crucifix. A very good first impression. (laughs) It was under, remember, he was wearing the bow tie, so I I knew it was there. Or I got to know it was there. Um, And then he used to wear silver jewelry bracelets he had and rings and um when I saw him come through the front door wearing that outfit I don't know if I was shocked ashamed wanting to laugh uh embarrassed but I had never (laughs) seen anybody in an outfit like that and oh my god uh, what did you do did you send him home and change before you go out I didn't I didn't I I thought he was very cute And we went out and we had a really good time. But um, it's really interesting because a lot of people I know who are on the spectrum or folks that I've seen in shows and on other podcasts talk about not necessarily wanting to keep up with the fashion of everybody else. They have their own sense of fashion. And my ex certainly did. Um, his entire life, and we'll talk about more about that during another episode. But that night was um, very, very interesting, and there were many more bow ties that he had. <laughs> but that was the first one that I was introduced to. The other thing that was really interesting on our first date is, again, he was unique. He was very different, different than any other boy or man. Because remember, I was 21 that I had dated. Um, he had a wad, I'm saying a wad of cash in his pocket. And he had a money clip 
And I thought, okay, this is this is unique to a money clip. And he had wads of twenty and fifty and hundred dollar bills. Oh my god! And he kept them. Well, it was Miami. Yes, it was Miami. So it probably made me think. I wonder if he's a drug dealer, but no, he wasn't. Um, That's where I went because you know, right. I'm Colombian. So um, and he didn't he didn't keep his money in his wallet, and he never. Um, kept his money in his wallet for the longest time. He had a wallet, and that's where he kept his driver's license and credit cards or whatever else. But he kept his money in his front pocket in a money clip. It was very interesting. So, Olga, anything that you want to share about maybe the first date or experiences the first time you met your boyfriend, your ex-boyfriend? My ex-boyfriend, um... Okay, so I, I want to mention again that we met on Facebook. He was a friend of a friend on Facebook and so that I was liking the same kind of politic, uh, politics uh-huh. and the same opinions about different things. And, and then one day he, I guess, decided to, say, do, to send me a, a Facebook request, friend request. Right. And I searched around and, and that was like you know this guy who is this guy and they were like oh he's a very nice person and um the thing about him was that he loved uh he loves colombia where i am originally from i am from medellin and particularly that city he loves Mm -hmm. and he knows a lot of people from there and that's what my friend the the friend in common Mm -hmm. that we had on facebook is from also from medellin so that's how we met and then we started talking and, and by coincidence the day I decided to accept his friend request was his birthday uh-huh. so we talked about what he was gonna do and all that on, on on Facebook on messenger and then we I think we just talked to messenger for a couple of weeks okay and so in two weeks I said well I, I wonder why he hasn't asked for my number to call <laughs> me or something so I said you know what let's stop you know, messaging each other and do a little more personal kind of uh, method to communicate. <laughs> and so I suggested that we could do like a first um, date FaceTiming. Uh-huh. And he was surprised that I was like <laughs> FaceTiming because he never FaceTimes with anybody. And I said, well, it's my norm because that's my normal life because that's how I communicate with my family that's out of the country. So, and I have to say that it was a long distance um, relationship for a while. And he lives on the other side of the United States in, the, in California, and then I am in Florida. So that limited the way we could have, you know, that, that very beginning of the relationship right. and the dating at the beginning. So we did that first date. And it went really well because we were <laughs> no not. No bow ties? No, 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 no. He actually, he's very, I would say like very classic on, you know, his shirts and how he presents himself. Like, you know, well, he just had a shirt and jeans and, you know, but he's very particular about how the shirts are and, and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> he does have, um, the his fashion, it's also very, like, it. it Structured. Structured, yes, yes, thank you. 
so that was like the first time we saw we saw each other through the phone but then like a couple of months later he came to florida because his family lived in florida and and we met for the first time but he was flying so i was picking him up at the airport so that was going to be like the first encounter okay so it was a little awkward because i think we were very anxious about you know we have been talking and i think sure uh you know we don't know how this is gonna go and so we were very 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 nervous and, mm-hmm. I, and you can feel it like you get just you know in the air it was really thick and like oh my goodness this very is crazy how and the first thing we said to each other is like how crazy are we like <laughs> how are we meeting like this but that first um Hag and kiss went really well. Like we awesome. connected. It's like everything that we had been talking about for two months when in that case and it was very intense and really nice and sweet. And so awesome. that made us feel very comfortable to give the second step into, you know, let's walk to the car and go <laughs> have dinner. So we went and had dinner and dinner went well. Conversation started going in a di- like in a different dynamic and that's when I realized that something was different and about how we think and how we react to things and how we interact and so it hit me at that point and I was like I don't, I don't know if I know everything about him <laughs> but let's keep on going and see where things are but I, I remember that we went to a Colombian restaurant of course okay. because he, he he's one of his um, special interests. Special interest is Colombia and especially Medellin. So we went to a, a restaurant that made food that was from where we, where I come from. So it was to him fascinating to be, you know, eating in a Colombian restaurant, food from Medellin with a girl that was from Medellin. So it just it all matched. It all came together. <laughs> yeah, but it was great. It was sweet. And, and then just it went on um, from there we, we just kept talking and trying to get to know each other and like a week later was when I came to you that was, <laughs> that was our first encounter so the first time you met him in person you thought there was something different and the first time that I had a conversation with my ex-husband at the place where we were working, I knew there was something different about him. And then our first or second date, I absolutely saw what was different about him. One of the things that was different about him, but I remember being so attracted to him. He wasn't the type of guy that I had dated. He's two inches shorter than me and I'm five foot 10. Um, I'd never gone out with a Hispanic guy before, and um, his family's from Cuba. He was born here in New York. And there was just something that intrigued me. I couldn't put my finger on it. I was extremely excited to go out with him. I didn't want the night to end. And you gotta remember in 1985, there was a thing called charges for long distance phone calls. Oh my God. <laughs> and so we lived in two different counties in South Florida. So we couldn't do what you and your ex did. We couldn't spend hours on the phone because every phone call we made, our parents got charged for that. And I know it was a whole different, different time. It was yes, a whole different yes. world. 
So we had to make plans to get together and there were no cell phones back then. So I remember waiting to hear from him. It might have been after our second or third date and he said he was going to call me and he didn't. I don't know if he didn't call me that night or he didn't call for hours after the time he said he was going to call me and he just completely forgot. And he didn't think there was anything wrong, wrong with, with that because he was calling me when he could call me. And it was like those social norms that we would all take into consideration. Like this person might be waiting for me since I told them that I would call them at seven o'clock. He didn't think anything of it. And that should have been a red flag to me then, but it wasn't. But how would you know that? It, it, it's, it's very difficult to to identify those things because, you know, some other people do that. Sure. It, you know, it's sure. like how to identify that those traits are just, you know, from this person that has um, a different way of thinking and doing yes. things. Just the brain, the, the brain, brain just works differently. Works differently. Absolutely. And, I, and at some point we will be talking about it too, but I, I get, I repeat a lot in our conversations that there is some scripting to what they do. Yes. Uh, and you can see it from the first time you see them and in yes. how they dress and how they react, how they talk to you, how they, you know, and when it, something comes out of what they thought was going to happen, then, then there's a little bit of like, oh my God. It's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember um, one of the things that was interesting to me is when my ex would be talking to somebody who had an accent, he would, what I thought he was doing was mimicking them. But it's not echolalia because echolalia is literally repeating back what somebody has said to you, but it's some kind of form of that. He would respond in the exact same accent as the person who was talking. The first time he did that was somebody who was, who had an Indian accent, who was from India or Pakistan or, or some, um, one of those countries. And he did that, and at first I thought it was funny, because he used to do it a lot. And then one day I said to him, you know, I'm not sure that people are going to be comfortable with you talking with an accent that isn't yours. And I don't even think he realized he was doing it. And he did it for many years, but then eventually he stopped, because... I think he realized he was probably annoying people or pissing them off because they knew he wasn't from the country that they were from. But it was really interesting. And I think one of the things that we want to do now with each episode is we want to talk about or end with what are the lessons that we learned in the beginning of the relationship or from each experience that we had. So is there something you want to share that you learned like after that first or second date? And I was just thinking about that. It's something about what you said and what I felt at the beginning. It was, there were so many things that were fascinating. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I want to leave this episode saying that there's so many things that are uh, very attractive yes. and that I felt like oh my god I want more of this mm-hmm. I want more of these conversations how smart he is how yeah. emotionally smart he is um, in, in so many in so many ways I identified that he had learned um, 
what things were difficult for him in relationships. And I could see how he implemented some strategies mm -hmm. to be better at it and talk exactly the way he needed to talk or say things in a, in a better way or make me feel in a better way because he learned that in the past relationships or throughout his life. So to me, that even that was fascinating. Sure. And I always called it doing the homework. Mm -hmm. Like he mm -hmm. was, the, to me, during this first dates in that first, I would say, two to three months, I learned to see his his wonderful side, his side that was different from me, but I was fascinated by getting to know it more, mm -hmm. and I was absolutely falling in love with him. I hear you. I hear you because I felt the same way. Because we were 21, um, I don't think either one of us had the emotional intelligence that I know I have now, maybe he has, but I was definitely fascinated with the knowledge, the in-depth knowledge he had of so many things. Like I said, I think during the last episode, it was an absolute turn-on to know somebody who was 21 years old and have in-depth knowledge of spirituality. He read tarot cards. I mean, <laughs> and that just blew me away. And when he let me read some of his songs, he was such a prolific writer. Uh, his favorite bands are The Police and The Cars, and The Police just wrote so many amazing songs, and he wrote like that. I was, I was blown away, and it definitely made me fall in love with him. And within a month, I was absolutely head over heels in love with him. So clearly, clearly Olga and I had a similar beginning in our relationships and we're going to share more on our next episodes and we hope that you'll return and you'll share a little bit about what you've experienced and we'll give you an opportunity to send us some emails to ask some questions and share a little bit about your journeys uh, during our next episode. Thank you all. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye.